Hello, everybody. Welcome to Naughty Pine, and welcome to the Craft Beer Republic. Thank you all for coming out. Thanks for hanging out with us. And most importantly, thanks for drinking beer in, like, real life with everybody. It's, it's kind of nice. Uh, my name is Greg. You probably know this girl right here. This is Brittany. She is the owner, the brewer. So if you don't like the beer, come to her, not me. I'm kidding. It's the best <laughs> beer in town. Uh, the owner, the brewer, the badass. So thank you to Brittany for having us. Um, real quickly, this is episode 300 of Craft Beer Republic. So uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm very stubborn. So thank you all for coming out and celebrating with us. I thought there's no better way to celebrate than one of our favorite people and one of our favorite breweries and new breweries, too. Um, so anyways, like I said, I'm Greg. I appreciate you guys all coming out today. Uh, more importantly, Brittany's here. We're going to talk about your beer. We're going to talk about your background. Mm-hmm. We're going to drink some beer. Lots of beer. <laughs> We're going to see how badly we can embarrass her. Um, she is, like I said, the owner, the beer maker. Unfortunately, she is a Packers fan. Uh, Sorry. Uh, yeah, but she's an absolute badass, <laughs> and she makes some amazing beers. So uh, everybody give it up for Brittany. Yes, I'm very excited to be able to trick her to coming on for our 300th episode. Um, I was going to ask you a couple of questions and then have you talk about the first beer, and then a couple more questions. I feel like we should probably get into the first beer first. Yes. I think you need some lubrication, <laughs> some hydration. It's a gross word. <laughs> <laughs> some liquid courage, is that less gross? Um, so anyways, I hope everyone's got their beers out there. Let's, let's just go off script here and kick things off with the first beer in our flight. Please tell the fine people out here uh, a, what the first beer is, okay. and then tell us uh, what we should be sniffing and tasting and yeah. all those fun things. So first beer is our Sturdy Bee Pills. That's the Bohemian Pilsner. Uh, biggest seller. My favorite beer on the board. Pretty much the only thing I drink. Um, Bohemian Pilsner is slightly softer in um, bitterness than like your traditional German Pilsner, which most of you out there know. Uh, we use uh, only sauce hops in it, which is um, true to style for Bohemian Pilsner, whereas, yeah. like, you know, German beers, people play around with a lot of the different German noble hops. Um, I use a really soft uh, water profile with very low sulfates to kind of keep that bitterness down um, so that the malt can shine. Um, and then the yeast strain I use is Bohemian Pill strain, so it's like 100% true to style. Makes sense, yeah. And it's delicious. It is delicious. It's so <laughs> it's <my> crushable. <laughs> I forget sometimes. <laughs> I'll take a sip of it and be like, oh, yeah. Secret, Brittany doesn't drink her own beer very Uh-oh. much. but uh, I don't drink that much. I'm like the brewer that doesn't drink. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how do you QC all this stuff? Uh, well, I do that, but... Good, glad to hear. Yeah, this is fantastic. This is super crushable. This is that summer. I mean, it's every day. It's California, but it's that summer light, little bit of hop towards mm-hmm. the end to clean things up, but not like bittering or anything uh-uh. like that. Just a nice, clean, clear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, talk about. Can I get nerdy for a second? Yeah. Talk about your, your water profile. Are you, are you doing RO or? Yeah. So I do um, almost pretty much 100% RO. I strip the water down completely and then I build it back up with. Um, some calcium chloride, some gypsum, and then lactic acid when needed. So, and I do it for every beer. So every beer has a completely, it's a complete own water profile. Nice. There's at least yeah. four people out here that know <laughs> what that means. And then, <laughs> yeah, four. Uh, but I, I love it. That's that's 
really fun to recreate the the water profiles of say Germany or wherever uh-huh. you're trying to brew. Really gives it that authentic. Yeah, it, it feel like it distinguishes the beers from each other a little more. Mm-hmm. And when you get bigger, it gets a lot harder to run your RO that hard. I'm small enough to where I feel like I can manage <laughs> it without like changing my filters every month. You know, you haven't broken it yet. Is that no, what not yet. Yeah, who fixes it if you break it? Me. Okay, so uh, <laughs> be gentle. Um, all right, so first beer down. Everybody good with the first beer? Do we like? Yeah? Give it up for the Pilsner. I know everyone's like, where's the hazies? <laughs> Just kidding. Not that kind of place. <laughs> hey, I made one, sort of. True, true. Um, all right, so what I was going to say before we had beer, but we had to mix things up. Uh, for everyone that's here in person for the podcast, there's questions down, uh, question cards. If you have a question for Brittany, please feel free to come up while we're talking. Grab it. It won't distract us at all. Write down a question. You can hand it to me. You can hand it to my wife over here. Uh, I mean, you can hand it just about anybody. It'll, it'll make its way up here. We, we love questions. We are going to find out about Brittany's background, about where she got started, um, all that good stuff. So why don't we just kick things off? Let's start from the beginning. Uh, where did your parents meet? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> let's, let's get... That was a one-night stand. <laughs> <laughs> well, it worked out for the best. Yeah. Uh, let's get philosophical. Why beer? Uh, How did it all begin? Why? Uh, why? I mean, because like in some... my 20s, I like to drink like everyone else. It's a good start. Uh, no, I bought my husband actually one of those more beer, like beer in a box kits for Christmas one year. and The one that looks like a football? Uh, no, it, it was like this sad excuse for a pot and like a bunch of malt extract that we threw in the trash and Mm -hmm. like i don't know he like dove down the rabbit hole of beer and i was like the kind of person where i was like all right i'm I'm there i'm in it i'm in it and then like four hours into the brew i'm like fuck this i'm going to watch tv i'm cold i'm tired i'm tired of cleaning um and it wasn't like i liked the process of reading all the beer cells creating recipes um but then, like, halfway through the brew day, I was just like, no. I Everybody will tell you, don't invite me to homebrew with you. I won't come. <laughs> I hate it. I'm spoiled. I don't have my hot water. I don't have my chemicals. I don't have my trench drain. Um, but then when we got the opportunity to do our brewery in Maui, that's when I, like, became a complete obsessed nerd with beer. And I was like, yes, I love this. Before we get to that. So so when did this all begin? When, when did you start uh, hating homebrew? Is this, like, uh, college or? Yeah. Or, or uh, we'll say old enough, legally old enough to drink. We'll, we'll say that for the record. Drink. For the record. Yeah, come ask her after Yeah, no, my show. husband's um, dad's best friend was a homebrewer, so he handed down all of his homebrew equipment to us. So at one point we had like this ridiculous, like $4, yeah, we had like this 10 foot tall gravity fed brew house in our backyard that people were just like, are they cooking mess? What's going on here? Um, that's only on And Sundays. that's how it started. Yeah. So. I have yeah. a piece of your homebrew equipment in my You do. So, yeah. I, almost everybody in this county has some variation. <laughs> Anybody of else have some of Brittany's homebrew like, equipment? Everybody has taken bits and pieces of it over the years. It, so. it still works. Yeah. Uh, what was your gateway into craft? Um, our brewery in Maui. So we got uh, an opportunity to basically help two other couples who wanted, knew they wanted a brewery in Maui but didn't brew beer. Um, and they literally were just like, will you come do this for us? We're like, yes, what sorry, do you want in return? Out. And they're like, nothing. You you just basically, sw- like, it was like sweat equity. We got a, a share of the company by building it. Um, so we bought over Maui Brewing Company's original um, oh. Lahaina brewery space. Yeah. 
turnkey. Uh, no, stripped it out completely. <laughs> it's never turnkey. Um, no, it was not turnkey. Um, and that's how we got into it. So we were flying like red eyes out Friday after work, building up the brewery, and then flying red eyes into work Monday morning. And we were doing that every other weekend for like a year and a half. Holy crap. So you weren't like living out there for a while. Yeah, no, it was just out of a suitcase. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. My longest trip was like two and a half weeks. Wow. So it was so much fun. I did not realize that is yeah. uh, that is a lot of work. That is insane. What was as far as like the first craft beer that you started drinking that kind of got you into the scene? Hmm. At some point you went from PBR to something. Yes, I drank a lot of PBR. I lived back and forth between here and Washington. So in Washington, PBR was like the beer. <laughs> um, no, it the first craft beer craft beer that I drank was Protector Emigrant. And I was sitting at the bar with Justin, Michaela was there, because okay. she was always there. Well, yeah. Um, and we were talking to Matt, and I was watching Chris and, and Joe Brew. And I was like, God, it'd be sick to work here someday. <laughs> I want to do this for a living. And I was just like, oh, okay, sure, whatever. Like, you know, I was in my 20s when you're just like a wanderer, and you don't know what you're going to do with your I life. But I was convinced. That. Like, I had Protector, and I was like, this is what I want to do. And so, speaking of being in your 20s in college, what did you actually go to college for? Um, Pre-med. Actually, science and sports medicine at Cal Lutheran. And then I decided I really hate touching people's bodies. <laughs> so I was like, this is not going to work. Yeah. Like, oh, no, cringe-worthy when I had to, like, touch ligaments and stuff. I love dissecting the animals, <laughs> but I hated touching live human beings. <laughs> the unwashed yeah. masses. Yeah. So that's hilarious. That was undergrad, yeah. So at the time, you guys were opening up the brewery in Mount. Please say the name of the brewery. Uh, Cola. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we it's Cahola. still up and running. Um, we actually sold our share of the company in July to put into Naughty Pine. Oh, nice. So, uh, at this point, you don't have any like formal brewing education, right? Um, I'm halfway through my master's in. Um, I'm sorry. At the point of opening yeah. up. No, Cola. then no, I did not. We yeah, were literally home brewers that people took a gamble on. So ballsy. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I finished my first one. Yeah. Did anybody else finish their oh, first one? Mine was in Should a we... shot. <laughs> Brittany's has been gone for like 13 <laughs> minutes. We've only been going for 10. Uh, what's next on the flight list here? Uh, next, we've got our Rye Amber Ale. That's like our staff favorite. Um, second My highest favorite. seller. Yes. This one, you're going to get like a super malt forward um, flavor when you first drink it, but it's going to finish really dry. Uh, I have a rye malt obsession, mm -hmm. so actually more beers than you would think on the board have rye in it. I just don't advertise it because people <laughs> see it and they're like, no. They get weirded out by it. They get really weirded out. Yeah. Um, this beer uh, was the first beer I brewed. I wanted to put a lager in the brew house first just because of, you know, who I am. But supply chain issues, <laughs> we couldn't get anything. Hence where the name supply chain deficit came from. And I was like, all right, well, amber is what I can get. I'm all ready to do it. I go to order the hops. Everything's out of stock. Of course. So we had to switch out all the hops for substitutes. And then when it came out, it was just like, nah, I'm not going to change it because right. it's so good. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's very malt forward. Um, the rye gives like just enough of the spiciness, but it's not like an overpowering rye beer. The hops I use are like kind of... Like the herbal, more woodsy hops. And then I added in um, Pacific Gem for just a hint of like blackberry at the mm -hmm. end to kind of complement the malt sweetness. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good. It's it my really second good. favorite on the board for sure. What's your first favorite? Oh, the pills. 
I mean, yeah, come on, I did a sorry. whole TikTok about it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Took eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> Time well spent. I hate it. Yeah, this is this is fantastic. You get that that right and the sweetness on the mm-hmm. nose. Same thing up front. You get a lot of that malt sweetness, but it's it's very well balanced out yeah. with not only the hops but also the carbonation. You did a good job on like not undercarbonating this, and that keeps it very light on the tongue. Yeah, I'm notorious for I like my beer very overcarbonated. Like Same. I don't, even the brown when we get to it, it's it's higher carbonated than you probably expect. It's it's how I prefer it. I'm not a huge fan of nitros. Usually they they kind of sit on my tongue too long, and I, I love the the more carbonated beers. This yeah, is yeah, this sure. is the one I I always order when I'm in here. Though the brown one is quickly taking that spot. Uh, that one, yeah. Um, I was going to ask you this after the first one. I'll ask you it now, even though it's way out of order. Tell the fine people out here, what's the difference between a lager and a pilsner? Nothing. <laughs> That's your question. Sort of. Uh, no, um, a, a, a pilsner is a type of lager. Lager has to do with how the yeast ferments. And you'll get a lot of people that will be like, yeah, I like lagers and pilsners. I'm like... Pilsner's a lager. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Same thing. I, I, um, I try to be respectful about it because like, people don't know. I sure. Mean, like, I've had people say, yeah, I like IPAs and I like ales. I'm like, right, IPAs and ale. Oh, it is? Yes. Right. So I think that's a lack of, of maybe brewers like me that are introverted and don't like to talk to people. Could be. Not doing enough beer education behind the bar. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, it's the same thing. I, I, the reason I, I decided to ask is I recently was telling somebody they were talking about loggers and pilsners. I said, all pilsners are loggers, but not all loggers are pilsners. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? I said, yeah. yes, mind blown. It's, it gets confusing. Yes. All squares are rectangles. Not all rectangles are squares. That's Sorry. a really good way of putting it. <laughs> Too complicated for this late in the day. Yeah, I know. A couple more <laughs> beers before we get all philosophical about that. Um, all right, so let's go back to Kohola a little bit. Um, you're contacted by these people who wanted to take a shot on some crazy homebrewers. In fact, you didn't even like to homebrew. How did that all go down? Like, how did they find you? I mean, were they in the backyard watching you cook meth and decided that... <laughs> You probably knew how to brew beer also? Or? No, no. No, my husband's a physical therapist. That's like his day job. So it's that he met them through that venture. Okay. Can't legally tell you how. You can put the pieces together. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, they they had tried a lot of homebrew from other commercial brewers in the county and in LA and up north. And they just really liked our beer and the one of the wives was like, I'm not moving to Maui unless you get them on board. Wow. So we were like, okay, we got nothing to lose. We didn't have a kid at the time. We didn't own a house. Right. Like I was working as a nanny. So like my job was pretty flexible since I decided not to use my degree <laughs> for anything. <laughs> right. Degrees um, are silly. I use it now with beer, but yeah, so it was, it was a little wild, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, we got to the point where we were completely packed and ready to move and my sister-in-law got pregnant. It was just one of those things where it was like, it's going to be so hard to get back and forth. And like, we just didn't want to miss out on family life. So we decided to stay back and we hired a brew team and we ran the brewing operations from here for like seven or eight years. Wow. It was intense. It was a lot. We cycled through a few brewers and finally settled on a really good brew team now and that, from what I hear, they're doing great. We haven't been back in oh. a while. So, so how did that work? Are you over here like designing recipes and saying them yes, over? Yes, exactly. Or? We're oh. designing the recipes. Um, for a long time, we were even homebrewing a lot of them and then tweaking them before setting them out. Um, 
we did quite a few flights back and forth, but that eventually stopped too because we just both got really busy. And then I got pregnant. (laughs) That changes everything. Kids these days. Uh, A lot of people here probably know you from your time working at that place up to 23. Yeah. Did you love loggers as much before you worked at Integrate? So, no. um, Are we allowed to say that? Yes. No. So, yes. Yes, I did. Um, The very first beer we brewed in Maui was a German Pilsner. So, it's always been like our go-to beer when we go somewhere. But when I started at Integrate, we were still brewing like Saison and Lunch Pail and Protector and like all these beers. And then like a month or so in... Chris was like, hey, what do you think about brewing like a Hellas? I was like, yes, like, <laughs> let's do it. And then it just like became an addiction and we just went down the rabbit hole hard. As yeah, you I know, mean, they're full German beer now. So. Right, I mean, secrets, but yeah. they used to have an IPA on tap. Yeah, and- yeah. When I told him I would quit if he ever took Protector off tap. Um, he did, but I was far enough into the job. I was like, oh, I'm not going anywhere now. <laughs> like, I'm good. I was like, I mean, I hate you for this. I love Protector, but like... That was fine. But my love of loggers definitely grew working with him. I, I so. think one of the most, I don't want to say pissed off, but like annoyed that I'd ever seen you one day as I walked into Integrin. And she looked so mad. I was like, what the hell happened? She goes, they made me brew the IPA. <laughs> you were so upset. I was not happy at all. Not at all. Was, uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Well, you spent a lot of time at Integrin. What was one of the most important things that you, you learned or you took away from, you know, working at the logger house? Um, I guess attention to detail. I mean, Chris and I share the same, like, OCD-ness of, like, this is the way you do it and you don't deviate from the plan kind of thing, which is how I am here. Like, even my poor bartenders have, like, very strict ways I like things, even, like, down to where you set, like, water bottles and stuff. <laughs> But um, I actually learned a, a ton of mechanical because everyone knows Chris, mechanical engineer. Right. Um, He's like set up half and the breweries. Yeah, in the area. that more than anything. Like, there's so many times where things go wrong in construction and things were going wrong, and I could resort back to things that I learned from him and use it to troubleshoot and fix problems. So. And I'm sure you learned no taking the shortcuts when you're making loggers. No. They take time for a reason. Yes, everyone's entitled their own opinion. I don't like when people take shortcuts on loggers. Like I'm all, I'm true to form when it comes to like fermenting it properly with the right yeast, the right temperature, <laughs> the right amount of time. I don't have a filter, so my logger sits a little longer to get the clarity out. Um, I do serve colored beer regularly now, which is not something I intended on doing. <laughs> um, so that was definitely like a deviation from my like hardcore like clear beer ideology but i was i was absolutely set on having a lager when we opened and since i couldn't brew pilsner first it wasn't going to happen unless i brought out keller beer then i brought out keller beer and everybody drank almost the entire seven barrels of (laughs) keller beer and then it's just been like this thing where like people lose their mind if i don't have it on tap that's funny tell tell people the difference between a keller beer and a lager so keller beer is where it's Keller beer is, is basically young, unfiltered, unlagered pils, well, lager, Pilsner for me. Um, it's also known as Zwickel beer, which basically is like the Zwickel valve on a tank. It's, it's the brewer's beer. It's what we taste when we sample these beers day in and day out. So it kind of gives you like a little insight to what, to what we go through. And also Google's Zwickel. It means something dirty in German. <laughs> I'm sure it does. <laughs> um, all right. 
before we get uh, anywhere else, let's let's uh, next move one on down. Next one is the alligator skin, which is our pink boots brew that we brewed for International Women's Day. Um, this was the most stressed out I've been on brewing a beer. <laughs> A, because I had so many people here. B, I had right. no voice as I almost have now. It was slightly um, worse than today, yeah. It was very much worse than today. And I've never brewed a Belgian IPA. So to me, like I, this bill, the way we balanced it got changed so many times because I was so stressed out about it just turning out funny. And it's A, a style I've never brewed. B, with a hot blend I've never experienced because you just get this blend in the right. mail and you Here have no is. idea Enjoy. what it is don't open it too uh, soon so when you ta- first taste it um you'll it's it's got the belgian characteristics of like the kind of spice and slight bubblegum flavors which come partially from the yeast but partially from surprisingly the hops right um Ah, what top is it? There's one hop in it that kicks kind of like a bubblegum flavor. Is it the Idaho Gem? I think so. Because I, I use Idaho Gem in yeah. a couple of my other Belgian beers. And that's like the highest percentage of that blend, I think. Yeah, and it's Talus and um, Laurel, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, really good blend this year. There's Very a few of them. Blend. Yeah. Um, but I felt like I used pills, oats, and of course rye. So I feel like the spicy rye really complemented like the cloviness mm-hmm. of the Belgian yeast. And then the oats kind of gave it like this full body kind of flavor, but then it finishes a little more dry. So it's not like it looks like a hazy. I make a joke about it all the time, <laughs> but it doesn't taste like a hazy. It finishes really nice. Yeah. Um, but I feel like you just get a lot of clove, a lot of spiciness, a lot of body. Um, and then that rye malt, it just complements like the, the raw unfilteredness of this beer. It's yeah, unfined, it's, it's unfiltered. It's just, this is what came out of the tank. Yeah. It, and it's yeah. perfect. And it surprised it, me. It, it turned out great. And I know somebody uh, in the front row here that does not love West Coast IPAs and does not love Belgian beers. I hate Belgian beer. But loves this. I don't like it either. <laughs> I brew a lot of them and they turn out really good, but I hate Belgian beer. <laughs> <laughs> now I know why you don't drink your own beer. Yeah. Yeah. You I feel like it's easier to make a beer that you don't like than it is to make a beer you love. So you don't drink all of it? No, I oh. won't drink. <laughs> I mean, is that why it's easier? Because no, I no, I feel like it's like it's much easier for me to pick out and nail the flavors because I don't necessarily like them. Interesting. So I know how to get them. It's funny you say that. I, I knew uh, somebody who worked at a brewery. They were part of like the uh, BJCP mm-hmm. and they did the judging at GABF, mm-hmm. and they would always choose the categories they hated. Yeah. Because they were able to pick out the off They'd always do like the smoky beer flavors because they hated smoky beers, mm-hmm. as do I. Um, and they were able to pick it out. Um, all right. So this is the Pink Boots. By mm-hmm. the way, thank you for having all of us over for the that Pink Boots. That was so much fun. That was so much fun. Despite the fact that I couldn't tell you guys anything about what was going on the entire day. <laughs> I mean, you were talking, just nobody could hear it. No, you, there's nothing coming out. <laughs> yeah. And there was a lot of like wrench throwing. I think you beat up your brew house like seven times that day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we've been having some issues with it. Most of it's fixed now. Yeah. But. So if there's any dings, anybody work on like car bodies, that'd be great. Um, oh, I wanted to ask you, and we were still talking about the Keller stuff. How was your beer from last night? Brittany had a power outage, and she had oh, just brewed a lager. Oh, my God, yes. No, everything came back on, and it, oh, we stayed for a while, and nothing went off again. So Crisis averted, everybody. The lager yeah, was fine. Yeah, last time the power went out, nothing was fermenting, so it was fine. It actually blew um, a like solenoid switch or something on my chiller. 
So that was like detrimental. It was my chiller was out for like three days. But last night I had a fresh Pilsner for many. <laughs> I was like freaking out. Kylie texts me and she goes, we, we can control the music mm-hmm. for the taste room on our phones sure. when we're at home. So like we'll get on and randomly turn on like fart noise radio. Oh, why do like to do that? Room is full <laughs> yeah, and like you ever mess get any around. sexy sax in the yes, brewery? Because I, like, I know who's responsible on, for that. Um, we put on some ridiculous like um, super superhero song the other yeah, day. Never gonna live. So she texted me last night and she's like, "Are you like messing with us again?" I'm like, "No." And she sends me this picture no, of all wildly. the emergency lights on. I was like, "Dude, we ain't that high tech. I can't <laughs> turn the lights off from my phone." I was like, but tell me the power's not out because I have beer fermenting. It's like, yeah, power's out. Nothing's on. I was like, happy birthday. Let's go back to the brewery. So, no, it's fine. Everything came back on and the chili did not break this time. Crisis averted. Um, All right. So you've opened a brewery in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Then you worked at a brewery. Mm -hmm. And now you've opened a brewery Mm -hmm. in the middle of a pandemic. Yes. Are you crazy? Yes. Okay. Um, I didn't even believe that I was doing it. Neither did I. No, yeah, I. Um, I've seen other local breweries not open. Yeah. For a long time. It was weird. It was just like one of those things where I was running so fast and so hard at Ennegrin that I didn't really have time to consider doing it again. And and my investor, I have one silent and one silent partner, one investor. That's it. It's just me and him. He had approached us many times in the past, and I was like, no, I'd be dumb to leave this place. <laughs> like, come on, it's Ennegrin. Um, And then that two weeks hit where, like, the world kind of stopped, and it was just like, dang, like, my kid's almost four. I'm just like, I knew where my path was at Ennegrin, and it was a great path, but it was like, is this what I want, or do I want to take this shot? Because this was, like, his last offer. This was the last time that he was going to present it. Wow. And so I told my husband, I was like, you know what, you you get the the logistics down. I I knew what I wanted, which was full control. You know, I'm not going to go down this road again if I have to have too many cooks in the kitchen like we did before. We've we've been there, done that. We've learned our lesson. Sure. I said, you get the LLC done. You get it all in writing. You get all of that side of it squared away, and then ask me if I want to do it. Because <laughs> like I didn't want to get my hopes up. And start, like, getting all these thoughts in my head and then have it not work out. Because, um, like, even with Maui, like, we decided not to move. It was an easy decision. Like, I was super stoked to move to the island. I would have been, um, too. So I just didn't want that I'm mad at down. your sister-in-law because of it. <laughs> I know. Uh, but I love my nephew. Um, and then he came and he's like, all right, like, here it is. Read it over. Like, this is it. This is, it's, it's now or never. Yeah. And I made the decision, and I told Chris the next day. And Clearly you said no. It, yeah, I said no to comfortable. I don't like change. It was very stressful. And then, like, in the middle of pandemic. So then, like, I quit my job, and I'm building a brewery, and I'm just, like, alone all the time. <laughs> I was like, this sucks. <laughs> I mean, you had a fireplace. <laughs> I did have the fireplace. It was me and the fireplace for, like, ten months. And some construction workers once we finally got into that. But yeah. yeah. Well, it feels like you opened this place in record time, even in a pandemic. I did. I'm a pain in the ass. Yeah. How did you get all that done so quickly? <laughs> I'm persistent. Um, actually, Who hates you now because of it? Like, the whole city of yeah. T.O. No, um, just the water district. <laughs> um, no, the city the of, of Thousand Oaks was actually like super pumped for me. Wow. Um, 
they helped me. Retired on Westlake getting all the beer business? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They helped me, like, because I looked at, like, 27 spaces before I found this one. Wow. Put in two letters of intent, and then it just, like, the landlords were just being, like, so unreasonable. And they actually pointed me in the direction of this specific unit because they knew the landlord and they knew the property owners and stuff. Um, and then it was just, like, I was home all the time, so the second they asked for anything, I had it back to them within, like, a half hour to an hour. Um, and then I was just insanely persistent <laughs> and pushy. Well, um, you have to be. And it, like, we hit delays. I mean, the, the whole entire process of how you would normally submit to, to build a business changed because of the pandemic. So, like, I went into it knowing what to do, and then everything was passed backwards. Right. I mean, you they laid off almost everybody at the city. So my plans actually got mailed out to Orange, California. Mm. So then you've got people that aren't from your city looking at your plans, telling you you can't have certain things because they don't allow it in their city, not understanding that it's allowed in yours. It was a total chaotic nightmare. Um, and then because of germs, you had to submit You had to submit an email for a locker, wait three, two to three days for a locker assignment, put your plans in the locker. They had to de-germ for 24 hours in the locker before the planner picked it up. Sure. Yeah, no, I'm not kidding. Then, same thing. He had to submit for a locker, put it in the locker, and had to de-germ for 24 hours. It was, it was bad. And then the water district laid off everyone so regional took over the little tiny water district in westlake which was a whole nother chaotic mess they didn't know what a brewery was so i had to go through six weeks of telling them like there's nothing going down the drain like everything goes in the tank or i've done something super wrong (laughs) and like you're dumping beer down the drain you're losing they just weren't getting it and finally they were like we just don't understand how what's in the brew house gets to the drain (laughs) <laughs> it's not like, supposed to mm, I like turned into Yoda and I was like calm down so I drew a childlike photo of two square tanks with a circle for a drain and a line for a trench drain and an arrow that said exits here like literally it looked like I have it I'm going to frame it so please and they were like okay we'll send it up to upper management which was the same answer I got every other day and three hours later I'm like so what's the deal and they're like, well, we haven't heard back. We'll, we'll contact you in a couple of days. I was like, no, you're going to contact me by 5 p.m. or I'm pulling the plug on my project. And you can tell the city why they're not getting a brewery. Within 20 minutes, I had somebody on the phone. Hey, you're totally approved and passed. Just pay your fee. <laughs> I was like, six weeks, and you made me turn into that person to get approved for this? Like, but it worked. It was horrible. I felt so bad, but it did work. Um, and and then, then your crayon skills are amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a cute, it's a cute photo. I'll, yeah. I'll find the picture at some point. So yeah, it worked out. And then my planner was awesome and he felt so bad for that whole process that he went into the city on his day off, signed all my plans and I was into construction like the next day. That's fantastic. Then I started pulling down the ceilings. Step one. It was a lot of fun. So uh, why is there a fireplace in the middle of this? I don't know. Um, It was, there was no fireplace. There was a fake mantle when I moved in. Okay. And I, I asked the planner if that could become a fireplace. And he said, well, you got to open the wall. If they left the gap, which it kind of looked like, judging by how big the break room was at the time, which is now a bathroom, I kind of guessed there was a gap. <laughs> Busted the wall open. Sure enough, they left the whole coated gap. They just never put in the gas in the flue. 
Wow. So I was like, yes. That worked out I'm well. Sold. That's like what sold me on the place. Like <laughs> we had the storefront windows, all the greenery outside was super cute. And I saw a fireplace and like freaked out. I squealed like a little girl. I was so excited. And then they said I could have a patio and I was like, all right, this is definitely a spot. Yeah. Was, was there a must have when you were looking at a space? Uh, outdoor seating. Okay. Was a well, must have. Yeah. Middle of the pandemic. Yeah. And location. I mean, we looked at a lot of spots that had the right size, but then it was like in a weird spot where it's like, I wouldn't drive back here to look for a brewery. Mm. So creepy. Yeah. Creepy did, vibes. Did, did COVID change any of the plans as far as like, Oh, I didn't, I mean, obviously you want an outdoor space, but it's like, Oh, I didn't want an outdoor space originally, but COVID came along. Anything no. changed because of that? No, I always, I always wanted a outdoor patio, especially once we got the alley down at Anagrin. I was like, yeah, this is dope. Like yeah. I need outdoor space. Um, the only thing was the tasting room. I would have liked to be bigger, um, just because I was worried. Like, what if they go back to six feet apart? I can stick like two what two tables in there, six feet apart. I mean, my tasting room is small, right? Um, but I couldn't find a building that had a big enough tasting room that was already fire sprinklered, and so I had to cut. Like that tasting room could have been so much bigger, but the cost to put sprinklers in would have killed me. Oh, so. We downsized and settled for outdoor patio. It's California. Thanks, California. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we move on, should we last beer? check out our last beer here? Yes. Sorry if anybody finished their third beer. This is my current favorite. The brown, really? Yes. It's my least favorite. It's my most um, favorite. I'm very happy with it. I am not a British brown. I'm not a brown ale person in general. I just feel like a lot of them get too overpowering with that brown malt and it gets way too like nutty and cringy and um i'm not so yeah i'm not a huge fan of style but i feel like ours turned out pretty balanced yeah um it's not super overpowering with the nuttiness well you got enough hop in there too i mean yeah uh, you get like that toffee nuttiness when it starts but then like the addition of the caramel malts and the pale chocolate kind of cut through and you get a little bit of sweetness but then it finishes dry so it's not like cloyingly sweet it's not super thick on your tongue um we used a california ale yeast actually we used our house strain which i feel like gave it a little bit more of a cleaner fermentation profile it's one of the only beers on the board actually that i didn't use like i didn't go with like a london brown ale and use london ale yeast because well, a lot of reasons but mainly <laughs> because i had ale yeast and i was like it, I'd be, yes issues, yes yeah. Um, it's like a mid-range ABV, so it's not super heavy, but it's not super light. Um, and then it was very like low hopping. Yeah, it's 5%, like yeah. right in the middle, like dead center. Um, and then, yeah, nugget for bittering and a little styrian at the five-minute just to give a hint of kind of that flavor aroma. And, yeah, I think it's super well-balanced. It is very well-balanced. You get a little bit of chocolate up front, a little bit of sweetness, but not like sticky. It's not like insane. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel like I'm getting diabetes from, from drinking this. You know, it's... Just a little bit. I, I can't get enough of it. A lot of breweries claim to make a good British brown, but then it's sticky. It's more like a stout. Yeah, which I know a lot of people that love that. I've, I've gotten the feedback of like, man, this is like clean and, and balanced. And I've gotten the feedback of like, oh, I wish it was a little more like to it. So it's just don't listen to flavor the preference. But yeah, this if I were to pick a, the type of brown ale I would drink, this would be it. This is money. Don't somebody don't bring me a, a pilsner. <laughs> Can we get a pills? Do you think they can hear us up there? <laughs> no. Can we get a pills from the front, please? Pills for the brewer? They totally can't hear us. Okay. It's okay. It was worth a shot. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we wrap things up, last thing I want to do is, is rapid fire questions. But before we get there, um, 
this place is up and running. You guys have been open for, I mean, literally six months, like yeah. two weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's next? What, what's your next project? Uh, patio expansion at some point. Um, it's a big project, though, so it probably won't happen for another year or so. Are you going like, to take over more area? Or? It's up to the city. My, it was actually my landlord's idea. He, he figured out a way to where we could wrap the patio around the front, take up four parking spots, but move them parallel so we don't lose the parking because that's what the city gets the most upset about. Yeah, city Even loves though there's parking. free parking up and down the entire street. Right. Um, so that's like the next big thing that I want to do. I need another fermenter. So, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. yeah, it's going to go right there. So all that stuff's going to have to go. Bye-bye. Sure. I totally um, believe you. Yeah, that that's it. I mean, I don't want to get much bigger in the sense of like distro. I'm in a few places, but it's not, I did, I did the big distro at Anagrin. It was awesome, but just not, not what I want to do. Um, Too much it to makes it a with. lot, Yeah, it makes it a lot harder to just be able to wake up in the morning and be like, this is the kind of beer I want to drink, so I'm going to order ingredients and brew it today. Like, when you're when you're doing a lot of distro, you're, the people you're distributing to, they have expectations of what they want, and they don't care if you want to change it, you know? Right. Um, a small unit somewhere else would be nice for storage, obviously. <laughs> people are sitting on my storage right now. <laughs> right. Hey, get out of here. You're sitting on our storage, everybody. Um, but, yeah, I want to stay small, but I would like to beef up our patio a little bit. Any new beer styles coming up that we yes, know about? Yes, Belgian Quad drops on Friday. Oh. Yes. Are you excited for the Belgian yes. Quad? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm not, a, like I said, I'm not a huge Belgian fan, but the double and the quad is like where it's at for me. Just more of the dark fruits versus like the, the part of the Belgians I don't really like is like that bubblegumness. Mm-hmm. I'm not a bubblegum person. Um, but yes, I'm very excited for the quad. It's coming in at like 10.5%. Nice. It's good. <laughs> a couple of those will set you up straight. Yeah. Um, speaking, of, speaking of the bubble, I was going to ask you when we were talking about alligator skin, the bubble gum, um, a lot of hop, excuse me, a lot of bubble gum in that hop blend. Mm-hmm. I am so used to bubble gum being an off flavor, especially in yes, like an IPA. it can be. It confused the hell out of me. Yeah. It was so weird. So I've had some of the other uh, Pink Boots blends yeah. and it's caught me off guard at first too. And then I, I go, Poseidon's I taste all of them and then I'm forward. like, no, it's definitely this hop blend. But it tripped me up at first, too. Yeah. Because I was like, is this like something wrong with this beer or is it the hops? <laughs> Did we do this on purpose? Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember I had uh, Poseidon's first, very bubblegum mm-hmm. four, and I thought, ooh, hope this is on purpose. And yeah. then I finally got to smell the hops. I was like, oh, this is yeah, on purpose. Yeah, it's in there. You so. can smell it a lot it's if you smell very the raw hops. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Before we get to rapid fire, what is your number one or top three, whatever you feel like, brewery pet peeve? What annoys the hell out of you when you're when you're working? Um, like watermarks on the bar top. Uh-huh. Oh my God, I lose my mind. <laughs> like the second they pick up a glass to take it away after we've served it, I'm like there with a rag and I can't stand it. Um, top three, what else? Oh, I cannot stand when the chairs aren't put back. <laughs> like I hate when people walk in and like the chairs are all scooted out because people were sitting there and they left and then we didn't get them scooted back in before they showed up. Sure. Like, I'm super all about, like, tidiness. Like, I want you to come in and look like it's, like, ready for you, not been used and abused <laughs> and left dirty. What else? I think those are, like, my two main ones. That, no, that works. Um, were you a hall monitor when you were in school? No. no. I was the emo girl in, like, the fishnets and the shorts and the converse that didn't talk to anyone. 
But you put your chair back. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> well, I grew up in a very strict household. So, yeah. I try uh, not to be like that at home. Like, at home, I will tidy up, but I don't expect it out of, like, I try not to be too on my kid about it because I want her to, like, live a chill life. <laughs> not be shaking in the corner. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel that. Uh, and I totally forgot to ask you. Talk about, real quick, the... Um, the inspiration for the decor inside. Oh, I'm obsessed with Peaky Blinders on <laughs> Netflix and anything 1920s or like that era of life. Like if I could go back, I would be like a freaking mob boss, dude. The, the wife yes. and I actually went back and watched. We've never seen it before <laughs> oh because <my> God. <laughs> we're like, we need to see what she's talking about. Yes. And uh, you nailed it. Yeah. We're the, we're the naughty Fukin Piners, which comes from <laughs> the show. And I love it. I'm just obsessed like, I always envisioned having a brewery like this, um, but never thought it really happened. And sometimes there I'll walk are. in and be like, shit, that's mine. <laughs> like, I kind of forget sometimes that I don't just work here. Nailed it. Um, <gasps> all right, rapid fire questions. Oh, First yeah. thing you think of. You've done a few of these already, actually. Have I? Yeah, not all of them, just a few At of the them. last podcast? Yeah, I think that was, that was so long ago. Four years ago. Yeah. What's, uh, what's your favorite beer tender? My what? Who's your favorite beer tender? Oh, here? Oh, shoot. <laughs> um, definitely not Andrew, if you can hear Definitely us. not Andrew or Reese. Yeah. Um, and it awful. can't be Chris, because, you know, he took the weekend off, and who does that? Ugh. So I guess Kylie is just the vote by yeah, default. by default. <laughs> you getting a raise, Kylie. Actually, Austin, she's the best beer tender. She will walk around. She's a hustler. Dude, she hustled the other day. She made four bucks out here off of <laughs> fake, fake cardboard beers that she made. And glasses of water that she was selling to customers. This is her daughter, by the way. This is my kid. Not an actual beer tender. <laughs> my kid, my four and a half year old, set up a bar out of boxes. And all of a sudden I look out and I'm like, what's this wine going here? I was brewing. And I see people start handing her money. I'm like, oh God, what has she done? And sure enough, she's selling cardboard cutouts of beer glasses and water. Smart. So smart. She made more tips than the bartenders that night. Gambling. <laughs> uh, what's the first beer you ever drink? First beer I ever drank, PBR. <laughs> it's like Doesn't 15. have to be good. You mean 21, right? 21, absolutely. What's the first beer you ever brewed? Um, a oatmeal stout. Do you have a favorite style to brew? Pilsner, my Bohemian Pilsner. Cans or bottles? Cans. Favorite beer and food pairing? Who? Um, Czech dark lager and mm. like chocolate cake. Can we, can we get a Czech Dark Seriously, Lager? Seriously, I'm, I'm trying. If people would stop drinking so much Pilsner, I could put a Czech Dark Lager I'll in stop. The I'll stop entirely. That's like, that is like my, it's like my black and white, like Pilsner and Czech Dark Lagers are on the same level for me. Maybe I'll like help fund the extra tank if you'll put a yeah, Czech no Dark on there. The price of those has gone up stupid. Yeah, it's like five bucks. Yeah. It's Wednesday night. What are you drinking? Gin and tonic. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> Pilsner. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. What is your beercation destination? Um. Well, the last one I did was Colorado, but I really want to go to Germany. Mm. Obviously, I've never been. Never ever. Never been out of the country except when I accidentally drove into Canada <laughs> and got in big trouble. Did you really? <laughs> I was with my grandma. Hold on, story. <laughs> they got pissed. We were on a, a family vacation. She took us to 13 states in two weeks. And we got lost and drove into Canada. And then we were, we turned around and we're coming out and they like 
search because we didn't have passports. Sure. So then they're searching the car and they're asking where we're from and why is this old lady here with these two teenagers? Like it was intense. I was Did like, dude, it's just Canada. Or, yeah. <laughs> Did you eat any poutine or anything? No, or? it just was like that's a shame. Two like it was two 13 year olds and like a bunch of those um Baskin Robin flavored candies that they used to sell. <laughs> like that's all that was in our car. Your grandma's a rebel. Yes. <laughs> Uh, what's your favorite outside so non-Naughty Pine beer? Put me on the spot. <laughs> um, Nighthawk at Emigrant. I, I can't blame you. I had that at my <laughs> wedding. It's one of my favorites, yeah, too. Yeah, it's like our favorite. What's your favorite non-beer hobby? Non-beer hobby? Playing guitar, but I haven't done it in a long time because my hands. Mm. But music in general. Like, if you guys stick around right after the show, now, we're going to get a, a live concert from Britney. Yes, yeah. no, but Mitch Bradford is playing. Um, no, right now, because I can't do guitar, I go to Emo Night every month with Monica. <laughs> That's true. Monica <laughs> so over at Emo Night is like my like non-beer yes. obsession. I go be a child Still for Still have the uh, nail hours. polish. And, Always. Yeah. Favorite guilty pleasure beer? This is where we find out. I mean, we talked mm. about PBR. Kind of on the guilty pleasure... I don't know if it really counts as guilty pleasure, but um, um, I can see the fucking can in my head. <laughs> that one, that good um, one? It's from Germany. Bitburger. Oh. Dude, I drink so much Bitburger. <laughs> it's not even funny. Like Whole Foods has it, and they usually get it fresh, and I'm always in there buying it. And they're like, don't you make beer down the street? I'm like, yes, but I love Bitburger. You're like, no, yeah. I don't know what you're talking but you about. You got to get in the can, because if you get the bottles, they're all skunky. Are they in the green bottles? No, they're golden they white, white with oh. gold writing. Fancy. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, what is your favorite word or slang for being drunk? Trash. Nice and simple. <laughs> I am like true white trash child, so it's okay <laughs> for me to say it. White trash getting trashed. Yes. Uh, Brittany, thank you so much for letting me embarrass you. You're welcome. And making you speak in front of people. Come back in another five years, maybe. <laughs> what are you doing in June? We'll be back. Oh, no. She makes amazing beer. She does make amazing oh. beer. Everybody give it up for Brittany. For those of you listening at home, Naughty Pine Brewing can be found at 766 Lakefield Drive, Suite A. That's Westlake Village, technically Thousand Oaks. Mm-hmm. NaughtyPineBrewing.com. Excuse me, NaughtyPineBrewingCo.com. On the Grams, Naughty Pine Brewing. Facebook, NPBC Beer. Twitter, Naughty Pine Beer. Let's see what it, oh, it's long story. Long story as to why she didn't get all I the proper handles. I couldn't have the handles. word naughty in any of the handles. Oh, is that what the I problem was? I got flagged big time. <laughs> I even got flagged in Indeed when I tried to hire bar staff. Really? Mm-hmm. We don't promote uh, hiring, uh, I can't remember the term they use. Like but basically workers. Yeah. yeah. I was like, <laughs> Should have no. gone with the KN. I know. You go with the NAU and you get flagged. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for letting me thank embarrass you. you. Uh, everybody, thank you so much for coming out. I was going to say, I hope you enjoyed the beer, but I know you enjoyed the beer because it's phenomenal. Brittany is already running to the other side of the brewery. Uh, you can find us at craftbeerrepublic.com and craftbeerrepublic on the socials. Thank you all so much. I hope everyone stays very well hydrated. And on that note, good night, everybody. Good night.